Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I have a question from a Supercast Premium member. He writes, Hi, my name is Dr. And yes, I have been living with anxiety for 20 plus years. My biggest problem has been actually going out of town or having to do new things. At times, I have learned to control it when I'm at work. I have read a little that it's also called agoraphobia. I have really not done much to help myself. I just keep pushing it to the side and have a few drinks. But after 20 years, I'm really tired of it and honestly having too many relationship problems. I have listened to some of your episodes on Pandora and just signed up to it. So please help me start a new life without this anxiety. Thank you. I want to give a big shout out to DR for putting that down, writing it and sending it because when we do that, when we let somebody else lay eyes on our problem, we begin to change because we let somebody else in. So I appreciate that you wrote this. Thank you, DR, for writing. There's no need for you to suffer in silence. Many people have struggled with social anxiety or agoraphobia. And you didn't say in your email whether you you know, have let other people like family members help you or other people you know. So if you are alone, just know because you wrote this and that we're talking about it, you're not alone anymore. Keep listening and you can find your way out of this. I I know that you can. I think that so many people have struggled with social anxiety and agoraphobia that I have seen not struggle anymore, that I have hope for you also. So, you know, one of the biggest things that helps us is knowing that it was possible for somebody else to do this. So hang in there. Agoraphobia is a tough one because we really can make our world so small that it can be hard to even get help or let even begin to let people in. And you did mention that you were having too many relationship problems. So maybe it's all, it's all a part of it, right? I think the nature of anxiety with its drive to anticipate the upcoming events is in a not so favorable way, really setting us up for agoraphobia. I think that whole anticipatory anxiety is pre-agoraphobia because, you know, we can be having trouble and anxiety about anticipating doing a presentation or we could have it about leaving our home. So when we begin to anticipate that everything is a problem that is in the future, 
it sets us up to be always scanning for the problem and not scanning the horizon for all the beauty and wonder that can come when we leave our home or when we go to new places. You said you were, you know, having some problems going out of town. And I've worked with many people one-on-one who had difficulty leaving their home or Sometimes it doesn't start with leaving the home. Obviously, it can start much farther out, but it can be only driving a certain distance. And then the circle becomes smaller and smaller. The radius is so tiny that eventually it's your driveway and you don't even get in the car anymore. But I have had people who could go 20 miles from their home and then like a snap of a finger, their anxiety and panic would just rear its head. If they were to turn the car around, it would start to settle down. But if they continued going, it would get louder and louder. And these people make changes and they can go where they need to go now. It's possible for you too. Do not fear. This too can be dealt with and overcome and so that you can lead a happy and peaceful life. Today's episode is sponsored by Prolon Life. This is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making the cells believe they're fasting. It is proven to induce autophagy or autophagy, the body's internal cellular repair and recycling pathway, which has been linked to improved health and reduced disease. The five-day program uses science-backed nutrition technology that offers the benefits of prolonged water fasting while providing food and nutrients to enhance safety, adherence, and long-term outcomes. I have wanted to do a water fast for quite a while for health reasons, but I've not found the right place or time yet, so I'm very excited to try Prolong Life five-day program as soon as it arrives. It offers all the benefits of fasting without the inconvenience. Prolong Life's program includes snacks, soups, and beverages designed to keep your body in a fasting state. It's no wonder why thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to support healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering the Anxiety Coaches Podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash ACP. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash ACP for the special offer. Prolon L Nutra. That's prolonlife.com slash ACP. So let's get back to talking about the agoraphobia, a little bit of social anxiety our listener had going on, and alcohol. I want to talk about the alcohol piece today for sure. Often a person with social anxiety might be afraid of things like going out to a party or going to, like our listener mentioned here, going out of town, where there will be maybe people or environments that you're not familiar with. Even simply thinking about doing these things can cause a great deal of anticipatory anxiety. When these symptoms come up and they become overwhelming, you know, people might begin to think that a drink would feel good, right? 
it would help to calm you down. I mean, alcohol's a depressant, right? They begin to consume alcohol either at the social events or at meetings, and they feel more relaxed and they feel less inhibited around others, which could have been their actual goal. While alcohol might feel like that is a good thing and a, it is like a solution in the short term, the drinking behavior can become wrought with problems. There are just too many problems that can come up. When people use alcohol to relieve symptoms of mental health conditions, the alcohol can become a crutch. And this just leads to a new and more difficult, when you add it into the anxiety situation, to have to deal with. So in the short term, drinking actually hurts the anxiety sufferer. Alcohol changes the levels of serotonin and other neurotransmitters in the brain, which can worsen your anxiety. I want you to hear that. Alcohol can worsen your anxiety. In fact, you may feel more anxious after the alcohol wears off. Alcohol-induced anxiety can last for several hours or even for an entire day after the drinking. And I have to say here that I have dealt with many, many people in one-on-one coaching that have had this happening. The alcohol many times was the entryway to anxiety and panic. Many times the day after the drinking is the first panic attack. And now we can understand why, because the alcohol changes the brain chemistry. So we want to be careful that we are not, you know, having something help us in the short term that is really digging us a path to the wormhole in the long term. So to deal with the anticipatory anxiety and agoraphobia, I wanted to pull some ideas out from a skill sheet that we have in the ACP group coaching membership. So You know, as defined, agoraphobia is translated from Greek as fear of the marketplace. Now, I remember learning that because I believe I struggled with agoraphobia myself. And when I read that it was termed fear of the marketplace, I I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Because for me, those were the places that were very uncomfortable for me. The really big shopping mall the big fairgrounds, you know, very big places where there were a lot of people. And so fear of the marketplace, and it involves intense fear and anxiety to a real or anticipated place or situation where escape might be difficult. While many people who feel this feeling are not diagnosed with agoraphobia, the term gives us a way to describe some very common attitudes and behaviors that people with anxiety have. When anxiety is high and triggered by being in the, quote, marketplace, people can be wanting to escape or they feel stuck or they feel trapped. These are words I hear all the time from clients. 
or they feel the walls are closing in on them. This can be out in a public place. It can be on public transportation or generally in places where escape might be difficult. Now we talk about this in the group a lot because many people, when they go into a movie theater, well, they look for the exits. Well, actually that's a smart thing to do, but they're doing it out of fear. Also riding public transportation can feel really frightening because you are out of control of where the transportation goes. That be that subway or a bus, it could be a plane, whatever. It isn't you driving your car. Although it can happen with that too. The generally larger group of people are concerned about being on the public transportation or in a public place where they feel, again, stuck, trapped, or having the walls closing in on them. This feeling of being trapped can come up in so many different ways. You can probably come up with some scenarios in your own life. It is not a real inability to leave, but a perceived notion that they will not be able to exit a place or a situation. Now, of course, we can leave. Even if you were on a plane, I have a pilot in our group, and I know that you can say that you need help on a plane. The pilot has expressed to us in the group that that is exactly what you should do. Because if you were having a real medical emergency and actually really needed to get off the plane, steps could be taken. So don't feel like you are really trapped on this public transportation. It feels like it. It feels like it will never end. But eventually, even the stuck train underground will either stop or it will continue. But if it stops and everybody has to get off, something will change. But our mind refuses to think that there could be a good outcome in any, it's like, no, this will never end. I will never be able to get off of this public transportation or out of this restaurant. I can remember, I wanted to be able to see the exit in restaurants. And that seems so foreign to me now, but it was very real. I felt like if I couldn't see the door, that I wouldn't be able to leave. And again, you can see how the mind is playing tricks on us and frightening us. Another familiar feeling that can come about is the feeling of needing help and that you can't find help or you will be unable to reach out for assistance. Hence, the fear of being alone can arise. It's easy to see how these feelings could lead a person to limit where they go and how they travel. And the more you limit where you're going or how you're traveling, the more you do that, the smaller your world becomes. And you may make further steps to make it smaller if you continue to have the anticipatory anxiety and fear. So we have to grapple with this. We are like our uh, listener wrote 20 years and hasn't done much about it yet. Now's the time. No time like the present. You can do it. We have to make changes if we want it to be different. 
While we have many anxieties like driving, shopping, air travel, being with people, being without people, it's all about what we are telling ourselves. Because one person could fear being with people, another person could fear being without people. It is our mind, our own individual mind, and what it is talking about, what it is telling us. What we tell ourselves becomes our truth, such as I will be okay when someone is here versus I'm not okay when they are gone, or I will be okay when I take a medication and you feel relief immediately after swallowing a pill. Well, we know the pill didn't help right away, but you felt the relief because you were telling yourself you would feel the relief. I have also had more than one client tell me that when they have called 911 emergency because they were having a panic attack but thought they were dying, when they called 911, they felt immediately better after dialing the number and placing the call for help. Immediately felt better. Nothing else changed except what they were telling themselves, which was help is on the way. They were already okay. And this is all good news because what we tell ourselves is where we can actually make a change. We have the power. So I have a couple ideas for you to try. First thing I want you to try to reduce your anxiety by calming your mind and body through your best way to reignite the parasympathetic nervous system. Now, all of these take practice, but you don't need to do all of them. But what works for you? Meditation, relaxation, proper diet, supplementation if required, if you are missing nutrients, yoga, qigong, exercise, petting your pet, and so forth. And of course, you know, my favorite is the breath. So you just always want to be exhaling longer and slower. You could look at it as counting your inhale if you must, and then making the exhale double. That will cause you to go slower and longer. The next tip I have for you is visualization. Really use your mind. We're already visualizing. We're visualizing the scary things. So flip it around. Imagine going places outside of your safety zone and enjoying it. Use detail in your imagination to reinforce the memory that you are forming through the activity in your mind. We can change our mind. We can control what we are thinking about. And finally, have a friend or a buddy who feels safe to you to go out into the world with, such as learning to drive longer and farther from your home, if that's as an example. Find somebody that will do that with you once in a while. And in between, try a little bit on your own. We don't have to go from here to the moon. We just want to go a little tiny bit past our comfort zone. All of this takes practice, and we are here for you. So let me know what you are struggling with. Send it to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. Slow breathing is like an anchor in the midst of an emotional storm. The anchor won't make the storm go away, but it will hold you steady until it passes. And that's from Russ Harris. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, 
Be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. I'd like to invite you to our exclusive group coaching membership. It's an opportunity to join a community of like-minded individuals that are committed to achieving their personal goal of living with more peace and calm. Our membership program offers you the chance to connect with a group of individuals who are dedicated to clearing their chronic stress, anxiety, and panic while living with joy. You'll have the opportunity to participate in live group coaching sessions with me. By becoming a member, you also gain access to exclusive resources and materials designed to support your healing, well-being, and growth. These include skill sheets, access to all the Anxiety Coaches podcast episodes ad-free, and perhaps the most significant benefit of our membership program is the support and accountability that comes from being part of a group of like-minded individuals who are all striving towards similar goals. You'll be able to share your experiences and insights with coaches and group members, receive feedback and advice, and build relationships with people who share your desire to live with freedom from anxiety, worry, and negative thoughts. Start overcoming anxiety today and make it last a lifetime. Sign up for our group coaching membership today and take the first step toward unlocking your full potential for more peace and calm. Go to acpgroupcoaching.com. I'd love to see you in the group acpgroupcoaching.com. The link is in the show notes.